everybody. I'm Casey Forbes. And I'm Sarah Cuvion. And welcome to Let the Good Crimes Roll. And it is time for Cousin Ketchup. Do, 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 <laughs> I know, do, we need do, like do, a little do. tune or something to like introduce that I'm or look something. It, I'm going look, to look it up and see if we can get one. That okay, would be cool. awesome. Okay, so you start. How long has it been since we recorded the last one? A few weeks? Um, a couple of weeks, yes. Yeah, okay. What has it been happening? So I've been getting ready for Christmas. So at the time we're recording this, it's December 5th. Yes. Right. So I've been full throttle since like Thanksgiving, like shopping and decorating and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if we've told our listeners, but like my actual job is like I have a, a coffee shop with my sister-in-law Hope. If they haven't caught on to that by now, <laughs> it's called Java Mama. So if you have been like, if you're a new listener or you haven't caught those episodes where we mentioned that, I actually do have a coffee shop on the side that's like my side hustle, you know, whatever. Um, it's actually, your side it's hustle. My, it's actually the main hustle there. But This um, is our side yeah. hustle that we make no money from. But that's yeah. an actual side we would hustle. We would love for this to be like a money-making venture, so maybe oh one day. Gosh, but so yeah, Java, we've been decorating for Christmas there and getting all the stuff and we've brought in two new chefs and who've redone the menu and so we've been getting them acclimated Girl, and everything. Every so. time Java Mama shares a new <laughs> like food item, Derek was saying how um for the Halloween mm-hmm. get together, was it is it a shrimp? Something with shrimp in it? Um, uh the shrimp and grits, yeah. He said it was phenomenal. Yeah. So we have a few items that we haven't launched because what we really want to do is have like brunch specials for the weekends and stuff but we mm-hmm. haven't launched that yet so because we're working on getting our liquor license for like for, those mimosas. Uh, for mimosas and bloody marys mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff we're working on that that take you've never done a process with the city of central it's it is a process oh, so gosh. it takes like months to get anything really done because you have to go through certain committees and all this kind of stuff so we're hoping by springtime we can have all of that launched but we're mm-hmm. still working on it in the meantime and you know just the holiday hustle is is a lot. So, well, tell me because I, I know you don't always let Liv listen to this. What is her big present this year? She's getting that. What is that virtual reality? Like what headset. Jake has? His is different. She's got, she's getting the Oculus. Santa okay. is bringing the Oculus wow. thing. So I bought it a while back. So, really? yeah. Yeah, she's because she played with whatever whatever one my nephew Jake has and thought it was the coolest thing. And I even tried it, but I don't feel like I like that virtual reality thing. Mm-hmm. But she loved it. So she's getting that for Christmas. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's so, your cousin catch up this week. Yeah. So but you have a whole big you've had several big things happen since we've recorded yes. last. Um, so on November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, baby Cade was discharged. Yes. We came home. He I came home. was so excited. It's just, and then on top of it, on November 15th, I started a new job. I work for mm-hmm. LSU now. Absolutely love it. It's oh, the so most wonderful. laid back environment. Everyone is so wonderful. I couldn't be happier. So, that's so great. I'm so yeah. excited for you. It's just, it's been an adjustment with a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a G tube because he can't quite take all of his feeds. And once I got past the, oh my gosh, it's a G tube, it's the easy, it's easier than bottle feeding him. That's wonderful. It's insane because at nighttime, we can set him up on this continuous pump and he mm-hmm. sleeps all night that that is yes. insane i'm telling you 10 that hours that is wonderful doesn't wake up he sleeps, <laughs> sleeps on that ca- like i actually have to wake him up in the morning oh my gosh and he gets pissed and i can't so, believe that yes it's fabulous um he's got a little bit of hypertension in his lungs mm-hmm. so he takes viagra <laughs> okay so when when we were at thanksgiving and Derek said that mm-hmm. i thought he was joking or no. just misspoke and i was like no. what <laughs> so for those who don't know viagra's original uh, um intent 
was to uh, relax the blood vessels in the lungs, Mm -hmm. but they found it has some really sneaky side effects. (laughs) So they do give babies Viagra Mm -hmm. in the NICU. He gets it four times a day, but the little girl babies get them too. Mm -hmm. And just for anyone who's curious, I have not noticed any other side effects other than him having good blood pressure (laughs) in his lungs. And he is on oxygen, which is the biggest pain in the butt, Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping we can wean off of that soon. So that's, that's my biggest news is I have a newborn that finally came home after 11 weeks in the NICU. That is huge yeah. news. And that's so yeah. wonderful. Beginning in January, we are going to be relaunching with a different format. I'm, and for, so, I'm excited about this. We can, I Casey and I have just been discussing like how, how we're going to do this. And I think your ideas have been really good. So. Well, yours too. So you all just stay tuned for that. And when you hear, um, when you hear us begin in January, the new episode, don't be surprised. We have a new format that we're going with and we're excited to share it with you Absolutely. all. So, well, we're going to dive into this case. It feels like it's been years since we've talked <laughs> about it. I started watching this last episode of the Chandra Levy case, and um, but I've had an extra kid last night, and my kid <laughs> woke me up at 2.30 in the morning, so I didn't finish watching this whole woke episode. Woke you up at 2.30? Yes. Did someone get sick? Her. No, she wasn't sick. She, my poor child, she gets migraines, Aww. and they're intense, and last night she must have woken up and realized she had a headache or something, or the headache woke her up. I don't yeah. know, but she came and got me to give her some medicine, Aww. and poor baby slept in my bed last night. Is she but feeling she better? Yeah, she's fine now. Poor baby. Oh my gosh. Well, don't worry because I watched it like an hour ago. (laughs) Well, I watched it originally and then I rewatched it to do all my notes. So this is Chandra Levy in American Murder Mystery and it's episode three. He called himself Phoenix, which it's it's on Investigation Discovery and Discovery Plus. So if you want to catch it, I really don't know why it's he called himself Phoenix. I'd never figured that out Mm -hmm. unless I completely missed it. Now that I'm talking about it, I don't know. What is (laughs) it? Okay, so it's October of 2010, and prosecutors are trying to build a case against Ingmar Guandique for the murder of Chandra Levy. Now, remember, Ingmar is the guy who he came here illegally from El Salvador Mm -hmm. to work to send money back to his family. He got on drugs, and he was convicted of attacking two women in Rock Creek Park. Yes, okay. He pled guilty to assaulting these two women, and with Within a, this was within a quarter mile of where Chandra Levy disappeared. Mm-hmm. The state's case, however, was entirely circumstantial. There's no forensic evidence tying Ingmar to Chandra's murder, and Ingmar will not take responsibility for it. And this this is something else that kind of blows my mind. So in the case of, say, like uh, Casey Anthony with Kaylee Anthony, the reason why Ka- Casey Anthony got off was because they couldn't prove that Kaylee was actually, in fact, murdered. Right. This is kind of the same mm-hmm. situation. I don't understand how you, and don't get me wrong, I, I think we can assume that Chandra was murdered, obviously, right. but there's no proof, there's no evidence of how she was yeah. actually, in fact, murdered, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I don't understand how you're going to go after somebody when you can't even prove there was a murder that took place. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think was the circumstantial weird. evidence like that strong to where, but I mean, that's, I kind of have to think about it from the jury's perspective, and I know the I got this far in the case, I know the outcome of this trial, but like, right. I, I think from the jury perspective like I would 
have to wonder, well, if you can't even prove that a murder took right. place, then how can we say beyond a reasonable doubt that this that person she was in fact committed a murder? murder you right. know? And to answer your question, my assumption is they didn't have enough evidence until in 2009, a jailhouse informant named Armando Morales stepped forward. Armando Morales is a Fresno, California native, a lifetime criminal with a long record of violent crimes. Morales said that Ingmar Guandique told him he killed Chandra Levy in Rock Creek Park. He had a long history of violent crimes, but he told the police and everyone that he's turned a new leaf and he no longer was that person. And he claimed that Ingmar confessed to him that he, in fact, killed Chandra. So now we have a case because you have a supposed supposed jailhouse informant who's saying mm-hmm. he told me that he murdered her. Did, did he get any kind of incentive for like his testimony or whatever? Like, I'm sure he did. Or something? In the documentary, they said that that he, they kind of implied it, but they didn't give specific details. So I'm sure there was something that kind of helped him out Mm -hmm. given this. And we're going to deep dive into that because there's more to that story too. Ingmar's trial began October 18th, 2010, and it was led by prosecutor Amanda Haynes. She's an assistant U.S. attorney in the District of Columbia. She's highly experienced, highly thought of, very aggressive. Amanda Haynes' biggest obstacle in this case, the fact that it's nine years old, there is no DNA, there is no forensic evidence linking Juan DK to the crime, there's no murder weapon, and they really don't even know how Chandra Levy died. One of the biggest issues like we talked about was we didn't know if she was murdered or not. But according to this jailhouse snitch, she was murdered. So that's kind of what they hung up on. Also, we can't forget Gary Condon was also a person of interest in this case. So in order to combat that, the prosecutors make the decision to lead the trial by calling him in and having him be a witness. And everyone is excited about this because they think, hey, maybe he will finally publicly confess that he had a sexual relationship with her. Yeah, because, I mean, he had not admitted to anything exactly. of that nature uh, it, with well, Chandra. He admitted to police, but it wasn't public. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, he didn't publicly acknowledge it. So everyone's hanging on by a thread saying, oh, is he going to say anything? Is he going to say anything? Everyone's on the edge of their seats. Congressman Condit raises his hand to tell the truth. Then he was asked about his relationship with Miss Levy. He tells the court that indeed the pair had a friendly relationship, that he was a mentor to her and that the pair never had any disagreements. He was very steely-eyed, very calm, and he did not get emotional. He emphatically denies having anything to do with Chandra's disappearance and murder. So Gary Condit was on the stand for one purpose alone for the prosecution, but as part of that appearance, he had to face the defense team as well. The defense wanted to get more about the relationship between Gary Condon and Chandra Levy. They asked the questions repeatedly, did you have a romantic relationship? Condon said, my relationship with Chandra Levy has nothing to do with this case. I am not on trial, so I don't have to go into anything about my relationship with Chandra Levy. No, he doesn't. He explains that he had a friendly relationship with Chandra and when pressed for more regarding his relationship, he was very emotionless and he basically says that his relationship with Chandra had nothing to do with this case and he was not, in fact, on trial and he just Hmm. shut it down right there. His uh, testimony was a total of 10 minutes and everyone else was like, well, that was a bust. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it. Ten minutes. And basically Dang. they call him in to say I had nothing to do with with her disappearance. And then when the defense stood up, they started to pry into his relationship. And that's when he was like, my relationship with her has nothing to do with this case. I'm not on trial. So I'm not answering any further questions regarding that. Wow. Which that was his. And the judge agreed. The judge mm-hmm. says, well, he's not on, on trial. So he wasn't forced to comply. Mm-hmm. So then two surviving victims of Guandique came and they testified to the assault in the park. It was very compelling because these women described that he attacked them and it was pretty bad. I mean, it just didn't look very good. Can you imagine having to testify? I mean, I'm just, he had he had already pleaded guilty to yes. their like. So, and they had identified him. So they, they had already gone through a trial about this. This is the second time they're having to go through this and describe mm-hmm. things and face him. Can you imagine no. how that had to have been That for would them? be horrible. I know. And then finally, the prosecution calls Ar- Armando Morales to testify. That Guandique had in fact confessed to murdering Chandra. He had glasses, soft spoken, and he told a story that he was an old school gangster from Fresno, but that over the years in prison, his life had turned around and he had given up that gangster lifestyle. And he says that he hadn't had a prior experience with informing. He said, I'm just doing this because I want to help. I've never done this before. I'm uncomfortable doing this, but I want to help the Levy family. Morales then shares with the jury exactly what Guandique told him about the crime. They hear how Ingmar Guandique is high on drugs, needs money to help with his drug habit, and how he is hiding in the bushes like he did previously in those attacks that he pled guilty to. Chandra Levy comes through Juan DK jumps out the bushes and attacks Chandra and drags her into the woods. He tries to smother her and tries to steal her money pouch. But during that course of action, Levy becomes unconscious. He leaves her there in the woods and he grabs her money pouch and he runs. The way they describe it is that Armando wore these thick black glasses and he spoke really softly and he just came across as very charming and and charismatic. He was very, very believable, which is kind of scary. But I mean, long story short, he came in and said, yes, he did it. He confessed it to me. So the defense attempted to poke holes in the prosecution's case. An unknown report of a 911 call reported a scream coming from the vicinity of Chandra's apartment the day that she disappeared. So why was this never looked into? Mm -hmm. Was she killed in her apartment that day and drug out? We just don't know. Another Another odd tidbit was when the Levies were frantically trying to get in touch with Chandra. They called the front desk manager and asked that he slip a note under Chandra's door to please call them. And this was multiple times that he did this. Mm-hmm. When the police went to Chandra's apartment, the notes were scattered throughout the apartment, not just in front of the door. So it's as if somebody had gone back to her apartment after she had disappeared. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you think he scooted it under there, but it didn't go across the apartment. Right. If they're scattered all around the apartment, that's it, kind of weird. It's really odd. So after 10 days of trial, the jury deliberates for three and a half days and they reach a guilty ver- a verdict. Guandique loses it in court. He's got these headphones on because he has to hear through an interpreter. Mm-hmm. He takes the headphones off, throws them across the courtroom. It's just a, a, a big hoopla. Did I say hoopla? You said hoopla. Is it hoopla? Hoopla. It's a big hoopla. <laughs> it's just a big old hoopla. No, I like hoopla. It's a hoopla. <laughs> there we go. 
So on February 11, 2011, Guandique's sentencing hearing starts, and Chandra Levy's mother gives a victim impact statement, and she basically looks at Ingmar and tells him... I like this one. I like her statement. Well, you can tell it. You go ahead. You you do it. No, no. Yes. Chandra Levy's mother goes to the podium, and she talks about her daughter. And then she did something I'd never heard. Victims aren't supposed to talk to the person who did the deed. She looked him in the eye and she said, you know, you are a hideous creature. You are lower than a cockroach. You should rot in hell. And it was very dramatic. And then she looks at Mr. Gwandiki and says, finally, Mr. Gwandiki, you. She basically has this whole very poetic statement. And then at the very end, she goes, fuck you. Yeah. I think I probably would have done the That's same. That's probably very cathartic for her. Yeah. I'm she sure. told him he was lower than a cockroach. Mm-hmm. That's pretty low because I hate cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> I can lie. Guandique is sentenced to 60 years in prison. So case closed? Not so fast. So it's five years later and a woman named Babs Prawler goes to the Washington Post. Babs is described as being an, an occasional actor. What, what, like, what does that even mean? An occasional actor. So what does she do like not on when, occasion? Yeah. Is she a secretary somewhere i don't know i don't know is what that it, her side hustle like what, right what is happening she occasionally acts yeah mm-hmm. she just stumbles into a set and <laughs> yeah when they say hey action she goes okay <laughs> prowler tells the post she's recently divorced and living in annapolis maryland at a hotel and when she was walking in one day her dog got caught by the door and of course in the reenactment it's a pug <laughs> I just, all you see is a little pug butt with its curly (laughs) tail, and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know, I guess maybe she really had a, like, why is it a pug? I don't, this is really cute, but then I got to think pugs are super cute, but anyway. Um, Well, out of nowhere, this man, like, grabs her dog and rescues the dog. I I don't, it's not like she jumped on the elevator. I mean, the door just shut. Mm -hmm. I don't, they really kind of blow this up. But he saved that dog. He saved the dog. It'd be funny if the dog would have bit him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to help. He's like, I can see a pug biting. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like pugs would do that. I know. I think about that pug from Pocahontas. He would totally Percy, Percy. would would totally bite. <laughs> I yeah. love the fact that we both knew it was Percy. Exactly. <laughs> love me some Percy. He explains that he's visiting the area, and the two start talking, and basically they start going out on dates. And this man begins to confide in Prowler, and she starts to realize, okay, this guy's engaged in, in criminal activity, and she kind of figured that out when he offered to murder someone who stole <laughs> jewelry from her. Oh, is that what clued her in? He starts talking like a con and talking about his violent tendencies and saying how he could kill somebody by sticking a shank through their eyeball into their brain. According to Prawler, Phoenix's talk quickly turned from boastful to menacing. Like, I, I, that's wow. when you, you like back away slowly. Yeah. You know, that's when did you she, just ghost him. Did she back away slowly? Um, no, she decided oh, to um, start recording their conversations. Oh. Because, you know, most normal people just go, ghost crazy yeah. people, you know? I, that's a little scary. You don't continue the relationship and yeah. record the conversations. I mean, we've dated some, some characters, but yeah. none of them have ever offered to kill somebody no could you imagine no and especially since like he'd actually been to jail for gang related activities so you kind of think it might be a little legit no so during these conversations he reveals that he was a witness in a high profile murder case and tells prowler he lied on the stand so it turns out this man was 
Armando Morales, the guy who testified that Indique oh. um, murdered. Yeah. Oh. So instead of her going, say, like, to the authorities, she went to the Washington Post. Remember oh. Pulitzer Prize winner? Oh, yeah. He reminded us. Yeah. 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 I know. It gets mentioned every time yeah. it's introduced. She goes to, to them. Well, he actually listened to the recordings. And the problem was, is while he said that he lied, he didn't specifically say it was for that specific case. So it was really oh, hard okay. for them to say, okay, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. definitely this man. So with this new information, basically... It, it just so happens at the same time, Guandique's defense attorneys had discovered that Armando actually had been a long-term jailhouse snitch, and he had gotten many perks from being a jailhouse oh. snitch. With the in combination with the recordings and the fact that he's done this multiple times before, he's a career snitch. He is, and he's got. I mean, he's out of jail now. He's had a lot of. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of criminal activity, but he's gotten out of it a lot. Okay, I gotcha. Guandique's conviction gets vacated, and a new trial is ordered. And this is where things get really, to me, get like incredibly interesting. In the pre-trial hearings with the defense, basically they were going to put Gary Condent on trial. They were going to call in all of his girlfriends, have everyone testify. I mean, it was going to be a laser in on Gary Condent. That was where they were going to point. And then all of a sudden the prosecution just completely drops the case. So Guandique is not charged. He could still be charged if there, you know, were evidence Uh to come out, but he was not charged because they felt that since Armando Morales was not a credible witness anymore that they didn't have a case and so they dropped oh. they dropped the charges. Okay, so everything so the whole reason they went to trial in the first place was because of because Armando's of Armando. testimony. testimony. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So the question remains like who killed Chandra Levy and why? And the crazy thing about in uh, Guandique is he actually put in a bid to stay in the United States because once his conv- the 10 year conviction was up from for attacking the mm-hmm. women, he would be Deported? sent back to yeah, yeah to El Salvador and he put in a bid to stay here. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it granted or denied? It was not. He was sent back to El Salvador. Yeah. So as we know, Gary Condent was going to be put on trial, but that never happened. Basically trial by public opinion. Well, we meet this guy named Vince. And Vince was Gary Condent's longtime friend. He says he was his close, close friend. He was his bodyguard and he was his driver. Vince claims that over time, the congressman known for secrecy began to confide in him. We had locker room talk. He'd tell me about different girlfriends. And in fact, I had to meet him because you got to remember, I'm his driver. I mean, who knows better than the driver? In summer 2000, I picked him up at the airport. He described that a girl he was seeing had black, curly hair. She had a beautiful body. She had beautiful round breasts, like little melons. He was explaining it all to me because he was bragging and she was Jewish. And then he just gives me the whole picture and tells me she's going with a cop. Her father's a doctor. Condit never mentioned her by name, but Vince believes the description was unmistakable. He tells us that Gary has had multiple girlfriends since they met in 1976. Now, mind you, he was married this whole time. Mm -hmm. Vince says that in 2001, Gary never mentioned by name, but he described a woman who he knew was Chandra as his latest girlfriend. And he goes into detail. He's like, she's Jewish. She has black curly hair. She has nice perky boobs. All this stuff. It's really detailed. Flamini was eventually fired, and he doesn't really give us a great explanation 
explanation as to why he was fired. Mm -hmm. He just said that basically Condit was a big jerk and fired him. Vince says that the S&M description wasn't true to his knowledge because you have to remember there were a lot of rumors going around and a lot of these girlfriends were saying that Gary Condit was big into S&M and tying up and it was just really odd because the her jogging pants that they found Mm -hmm. were tied up in an S&M type fashion. Oh. So it kind of makes you wonder, was this like some sort of sex act that like went completely went wrong. wrong? Vince says that he got really upset when Gary started denying knowing Chandra mm-hmm. and then saying that he wasn't involved with her because he knew it was true. Like right. he knew for a fact it was true. He went to the FBI and they did nothing about it. What? So, he, and maybe the FBI knows something we don't, we don't know. That's true. He doesn't know if Gary would have murdered Chandra. He just mm-hmm. thinks it's really odd that he denied this like well, I mean this is a woman who is missing and murdered just be mm-hmm. honest in an interview with Ingmar Guandique the motivation behind the attacks in the park were just to rob the victims not for any type of you know sexual mm-hmm. rape or for murder the main motivation was for drug money I find Ingmar's uh, testimony I mean his interview like really weird because mm-hmm. if you remember when the police went to talk to him he had a tattoo on his chest of a woman that looked oddly like Chandra mm-hmm. and he had her pictures in his jail cell. Chandra's pictures? Yeah. Oh. The journalist asked him like all about that and he's like, oh no, that's just a random woman on my chest. Uh, yeah. And well, then how does he explain the pictures in his jail cell? He thought cell? she was pretty. That's what oh, he says. Okay. So it's it's just it, it the whole situation is just incredibly bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um the Levy family did hire an investigator named Joe McCann. I believe we talked to him in the last episode. He feels that the answer to who killed Chandra was in the park. So it's not surprising that Chandra was in the park because she liked to jog. But what's odd is where she was found. Where she was found was on a horse trail that had really rocky terrain. So like if you go for a jog, an experienced jogger wouldn't have jogged there because mm-hmm. it's uneven ground. There's rocks, there's debris. They wouldn't have, it just doesn't make sense that she would be jogging there. And he believes that Chandra went to the park to meet somebody. Because if you if you recall from the last episode or the first episode, she Googled a specific location. Yeah, that house. Right? right. Wasn't there a house in there? That- yes. There's like some sort of mansion or something in there yeah. that she Googled on how to get there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just makes you wonder, like, was she meeting someone there? Back when we talked to Vince, he said that um, Gary was knew that park very well. He went there often. And he even met women there hmm. because you could be alone. So it's just really yeah. odd. Joe McCann, the private investigator, says he believes he knows who killed her, but he doesn't have evidence to prove it. And he doesn't want to publicly say. Yeah, he could be saying. Yeah. This is the other problem with this once an arrest is made on behalf of a case the police do not they no longer utilize resources once an arrest is made so mm-hmm. regardless of the outcome so Guandique was arrested right long story short over the course of like 15 years he basically was not found not guilty he just was not proven he was not proven guilty mm-hmm. well they're not doing any other anything else to solve this case oh because an arrest was made in mm-hmm. it so unless something comes forward I mean this is now tech technically a cold case yeah and someone has to come forward with information and so to this day it is an unsolved mystery as to what happened with Chandra who killed her how did she end up out there her family believes that it was Guandique mm-hmm. he is back in El Salvador he was de- deported in May of 2017 yeah and I tried to look up Gary Condit I really couldn't find much um I saw that he had moved to Arizona. He's no longer in Congress. He is a registered lobbyist. Go figure. Hmm. He moved to Arizona and he supposedly had opened a bunch of Baskin Robbins that failed. Um, <laughs> what? 
Yeah. How does a Baskin Robbins fail, especially in Arizona? Good. I know. That just don't make no sense. But I couldn't really find anything. I mean, this is just this is like I said, this is a completely unsolved mystery. We don't know what happened, and it's kind of it's just sad because you've got this girl. It is, but her parents, her family believes that. It was. They believe it was Guandique. They truly do. I mean, after you call someone a cockroach and say "f you," yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that kind of sums up your feelings about Hmm. it. I have mixed feelings about this now. I know Hmm. because, like, here's the deal: it didn't take long for Guandique to get busted for these attacks. Yeah. So what if, and y'all, this is completely speculation. This is just us like bouncing off each other. Things that when you, when you look at the case, you're kind of like, hmm, what if it was a setup? I mean, Mm -hmm. what if you have these, you have this guy who has been, who has pled guilty, has been, like we know without a shadow of a doubt, this man attacked two women in this park. What if Chandra was murdered and it was made to look like it was him? You know, Mm. I, I don't know. Now who had her murdered? That's interesting. You know, I I don't want to, I don't know. I have my thoughts on it too. I just, I think, I I just question the congressman. I'm Yeah. Okay. So my gut feeling is, I feel like he had something to do with it. I don't know that he did it himself. Right. But I feel like he maybe is it possible? Is it speculation? But is it possible he hired somebody to take care of this? Oh, yeah. It just makes you wonder, like, why he did so much to cover up. Yeah. I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't look good that you are a serial adulterer. Right. If nothing else, just come clean and exactly. say, yes, we had a relationship. Um, I had nothing to do with her. I mean, if you if you were just open, don't get me wrong. Your credibility is shot mm-hmm. because you obviously are, are not a very moral person. But just be honest about yeah. it. Don't lie. The lying to me is make, makes you look way worse than the actual. Yeah. is Especially when, when the cops know that you're lying and you yes. keep. Holding fast to that mm-hmm. story. That- yeah. Mm. Now, he did do, he, he did a sit-down sit interview with Dr. Phil on one of no. Dr. Phil's shows. I didn't watch it. I, I kind of looked right into it, and we didn't really get many more answers. Mm-hmm. He just, he basically said that people were just pointing the finger at him. Yeah. I mean, why would his story change now? I mean, right. th- it's the cold case, like you said. Yeah. And somebody else has been on trial for it. So, he right. has no reason to change his story at this point. Yeah. So. I mean, it. it it was the perfect murder. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it just was. Yeah. Which is so sad. Yeah. But so sad. I know. It's just, it's a sad situation all around. So, I, you know, hopefully maybe they'll be resolved to it, but we just don't know. Yeah. Definitely won't be if the cops aren't investigating. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I guess it would just have to take some soul out there who maybe knows something or heard something or mm-hmm. just to tip off police or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, but yeah, that was a that was a crazy case. Yeah, good but job. now we know about Chandra Levy and mm-hmm. like what it, how he was tied to her and she yeah. was tied to him in the backstory. So yeah, good job. Well, um, like I said, we'll be releasing this on Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, and everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right, well, we will see y'all on when we relaunch. Yeah, January. See y'all then. Bye.